What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Dollar Otter Podcast. Welcome to episode 13. My name is Nick, where today we're going to be talking about why I am betting on the American economy. That's right. First, a word from our sponsor. All right, welcome back to episode 13 of why I am betting big on the American economy. That's right. Now, when you're listening to these financial markets, maybe you're reading the newspapers, you're seeing a lot of these gurus, these financial market gurus, they're getting up there and they're saying, hey, I expect this year to be kind of spotty. I'm expecting it to go up and down. I'm expecting a little bit of inflation to rise. You hear that term every single year. Okay, every single January, they say inflation's gonna rise sharply or expect inflation to start creeping around the corner or hey, we're expecting a big sell-off. Hey, modest expectations. All of these are key words that you always hear every single January because number one, put yourself in their shoes. January 1st is coming around the corner, okay? And now you are here on the hot seat. They're asking you for your advice. You have some credibility that you wanna maintain. You have a new audience that you're trying to get on your side. And so you're trying to be cautious because if you get up there and say, hey, the market's going to perform 10 to 20% this year, and what if the market only produces 3 to 5? You're going to be like a weatherman, right? Weatherman who predicts, you know, no rain in the forecast, and then all of a sudden, two hours later, it's pouring down rain. You don't really have that choice in the financial markets. Why is that? Because when it comes to financial markets, it's all about trust. The financial markets is 100% psychology. Why do you put your money into these investments to invest in the future or to make a profit? It's because you have trust, you have faith, and the financial markets are going to do the right thing, right? We saw the Bernie Madoff with this hedge fund, okay? Ripping people off. That, why do you think the markets fell? Because they lost faith. They lost trust in what these financial gurus are doing. And so at the beginning of the year, every single January, you're going to hear all these predictions being made by financial analysts, portfolio managers. You're going to hear it from investment strategists. They all get up here and they pretty much say the same thing. And it's always about inflation because it's a brand new year. Because let's face it, you have 12 months that you're trying to predict. Nobody has a crystal ball. But irregardless, let's take a step back a minute. In March of 2009, we saw the stock market bottom out. Okay, we just went through to 2007, 2008, and then all of a sudden the Federal Reserve stepped in and pushed TARP on us. TARP was a financial incentive that they pushed onto financial institutions. There's artificial growth is basically what it was to help prop banks up because banks were hit hard by the mortgage crisis. And let's be honest, banks took a lot of high risk that they shouldn't have taken. Okay, do the research yourself. I'm gonna do a podcast on that here one day. And a lot of unnecessary risks that they put in place. Regardless, then we have quantitative easing. Not one, not two, but three times the Federal Reserve artificially inflated the markets. And so I highlight that point because now what we are seeing is that here in January 10th, 2019, a couple days ago, the Federal Reserve had announced that they're increasing rates. That's what we're really seeing here is the Federal Reserve is finally taking a step back to letting the free market start to work for itself. So the question then becomes, okay, so why do I keep hearing about there's going to be a massive sell-off, the global economy is doing weak. The global economy actually isn't doing that great. We're seeing a lot of downward pressure on the China and a few other countries as well. Europe's starting to take a hit. 
But what we're seeing is here in the United States is some very, very strong trends. All right, some very strong t- trends indeed because with the United States, it's a little different than some of the other countries in this case, is we're seeing a lot of the investments from these other countries being poured into our country. All right, we have a great economy. Unemployment's at the lowest that's been in, what, 40 to 50 years. Astronomically low. Probably the lowest it's ever going to get. All right, we have government that's just pumping money into our economy, creating jobs. I right, look at defense. Defense budget's multi-billions of dollars. And that's going to create jobs. You get Amazon building these huge factories in New York and Virginia. Okay, who's going to build these factories? All right, you see all these automobile companies that are no longer moving offshore, but coming to our domestic economy. More jobs. So yes, I would say inflation is probably going to be one of the things to watch for here in 2019. But I'm really expecting a big boom here in the United States over the next couple of years. So I cannot be bearish on the United States. However, on the global economy, you know, there's a lot of weakness. There's a lot of signs out there. IMF said they reported that, hey, we're expecting a recession here globally, with the exception of the United States. So what does this mean for you? Well, number one, if you have fixed income assets, you know, any type of bonds, you want to be on the short tail of these. With the Federal Reserve, probably going to raise rates here this year. I would expect a couple times here this year. If you're playing long on the bonds, you're going to get crushed. Because nobody wants to buy your bond when they can get a bond at a higher price. This has a higher interest rate here in a couple months. And so you don't really want to be holding these. You don't want to be holding fixed income. Now, if you have it for the short term, you know, not such a bad idea. But where the real secret is right now is because nobody knows what the market's going to do. Because I'm sure we're going to see some volatility here in 2019. No doubt. I'm not trying to forecast or predict the market. But it always has volatility. And so that's why I'm going to sit there and preach to you today that you need to have cash in hand. One of the things that I learned while working at Thornburg in 2010, I started in January, the very beginning of January, new year, new job, started working for this investment firm a couple months in. I'm seeing this trend. I'm seeing all these portfolios being mandated by its internal policies and the financial market policies that, hey, you need to hold within 5 to 10, 5 to 20% cash in each of these portfolios. You know, so the other 80, 90% would be held in stocks and bonds, but they always have a standard rule that they need to hold a certain percentage of cash. And that's exactly what you need to do. Because what happened in March of 20, I said uh, January 2010, so it was actually January 2012. What happened in March of 2012? Right, we saw that massive earthquake hit in Japan, and we had that nuclear reactor leak, right? Now, I remember, it was early that morning, when that nuclear, or excuse me, when the earthquake had shaken Japan. It was a massive, uh, I believe it was 7.0, almost 8.0, very massive, very big. Okay, the financial markets took a pounding that day, especially in the Japanese markets. The stock market automatically dropped between 25-35%, depending on which market you're looking at. And so what does that mean at that point in time? Nobody knew what was really going on. Guess what happened two days later? It immediately corrected itself. So a lot of the portfolios and the assets that we held within the Japanese market itself, you know, we saw a drop of 10%. What do you think they did with that cash? When that market fell, they knew it was a short-term issue, short-term problem, they immediately took some of that cash that they had in reserve, that 5-10%, to and they used it to buy these assets at a cheaper rate. Think of it as you're going shopping. Okay, Would you rather pay full price or something that's temporarily on sale? 
like a coupon or maybe the store has a two-day sale on something that's exactly what the stock market does okay so look around see where you can start putting beefing up your cash if you can't put anything in the cash start saving up some cash because here with the new year you're gonna see a lot of volatility in the markets probably mostly from political pressure I would imagine as well you know but that's speculation but when these moments hit and you see another drop big drop in the market that's gonna be your cue to jump in and buy up some of these assets they can get for pennies on the dollar All right that's how Warren Buffett made his wealth that's how a lot of these other very successful entrepreneurs made their wealth as well you buy low you sell high I right. think it back to was it 9899 tech.com rally the tech rally people were buying on the upswing and guess what they got killed they got crushed but it is very difficult to buy when the markets are going down because it's all emotional it's all psychology markets are psychology it's all emotional so you got to learn to break yourself from that and think logically that's exactly what we're going to see with the markets. With the Federal Reserve taking a step back, it's no longer on that artificial growth. Now the market has to finally, it's had legs, but now it's got to start using those legs and start carrying itself. And that's what we're going to see here in this year. All right, so get your cash opportunities in line. Start looking at key ways of key investments. So when that moment of opportunity strikes, you can nail it. I hope you guys found that value added one. Thank you so much for listening to episode 13. And until next time, you guys have a wonderful and blessed day.